0: Supersonic.
1: Super Sonic. Supersonic. Supersonic. Supersonic.
2: Super
3: Sonic. Supersonic. Super Sonic. Supersonic.
1: Welcome to Supersonic Hospitality Marketing with me, Mark McSee, where we meet the most interesting people in hospitality, marketing, business, and beyond to hear tips, tricks. And Tails to help your brand boom. This podcast is sponsored by Vita Mojo, the all in one restaurant management platform helping operators grow ATV, reduce tech complexity, and serve guests better. And now, here's a quick word from our sponsors Vita Mojo is proud to be the headline sponsor of the Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Vita Mojo transforms chaos into confidence for hospitality operators worldwide, empowering brands to streamline order management and take control of their business. With its flexible end-to-end order management system, Vita Mojo gives you one central place to manage your menu across every channel, brand and location. But Vita Mojo is much more than an out-of-the-box software solution. The VitaMojo team are with you every step of the way, providing the partnership you need, the technology you want, and the experience your guests deserve, all in one place. VitaMojo will help you adapt to whatever the world throws at your hospitality business. For more information, visit VitaMojo.com Supersonic. So this episode actually was recorded in 2023, but we pretended that it was 2024, so don't mean to let you behind the showbiz curtain, Um, but anyway, we thought we would make it like it's 2024, and we were almost there anyway. So... Today I'm just recording this from the Waterloo podcast project in Brewdog in Waterloo and by all accounts they're having a stonking Christmas so I'm so pleased for them. It's uh, probably one of the best establishments uh, for fun and frivolity and festive times that we've got in the UK and beyond actually. It's just phenomenal. And Next door, we actually have Peter Crouch doing his podcast, slightly more popular than mine. Um, but I'll go and try and grab him and get some tips. And I was lucky enough today to bump into Sarah, who's the marketing director for BrewDog. And we were just talking about all things tech and social and AI and how she's managing to really get her arms around the world of BrewDog. In terms of always having great messaging, great content, and just reinforcing that brand across the world with every single type of the key. So, on that subject, today is the not to be missed. I'm just laughing actually. One of the, one of the guys has got stuck in the the, the shoot in the, in Brewdog Waterloo. So yeah, that would be me if I went doing it. Anyway, I'm digressing. So today we've got an amazing guest, and it's usually our yearly first episode, but it's going to be our second episode this year, and it's with my social guru and work BFF who is Alison Battersby from Avocado Social. We had a little bit shorter time than usual just due to some kiddies illness and things like that, but we've managed to pack in some great tips from Alison, which is really a focused hour talking you through everything that you can do to raise your social game and engage with customers even more and beat your competition within an inch of the life. So it gives me the most socially not awkward pleasure ever to introduce my social guru and work BFF, Alison Battersby, who's the founder and all-round social queen at Avocado Social. Hello. Hi.
2: Hey Mark, how are you
1: doing? Happy New Year Happy
2: New Year to you too, 2024 Let's
1: go Yes, hopefully it's better than the last one
2: (laughs) I hope so I have really high hopes for 2024 I do like an even number
1: Oh, well I was was keen on the 23 Because it was all Michael Jordan based Mm, And I think I think I'm 23 in my head Constantly anyway
2: Uh, Isn't that a Taylor Swift song? 22 Oh, of course. Oh, fail. Mm. Yeah, you can tell I'm not massively <laughs> Swifty.
1: What the what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, time person of the year. Yeah, no, and, I know. And uh, the, the 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 you well, I guess you didn't go to the cinema to see the movie. I
2: didn't, but I mean, to be honest, I've I've been to the cinema twice this year.
1: Uh-huh. Once,
2: once to see, sorry, I've been to the cinema twice last year. Once oh, yeah. yeah, it feels before. like it. It feels like it. Barbie, to... and then I saw the new Disney with my daughter. Oh, good. It was, okay. yeah, it was good, but it was no way as good as previous Frozen, mm. Moana, Lion King.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought, well, what cinemas need to do is stop with the three-hour movies. Yes. Please.
2: Yes, more like one hour <laughs>
1: Yeah, but one that, nine, that's uh, ninety how long minutes. I
2: want sit still for
1: a tight ninety, a tight ninety. But lately, uh, well, last year it was Oppenheimer, which I thought was terrible. Um, and uh, Hunger Games was like three hours. Uh, what else? Uh, Scorsese one was three, yeah. almost four. Uh, and you need a pee if you vape. You need a vape. You know all these things. So anyway, but yeah. That's that. Yeah. So what's happening? What is 2024? What's the plans for you? What's the New Year's resolutions, life plan, hope streams, yeah. stuff? I
3: think,
2: I always say this every January, but mm. I just really want to get healthy. <laughs>
1: you, are, you are healthy.
2: I mean, I would say I do a pretty good job at eating a well-rounded diet, let's say. Yeah. Um, And I do exercise. I do a lot of dog walking, swimming, but... I do drink quite a lot, and I, I do want to cut back on that. I've heard
1: those rumours. Mm,
2: I've yeah. heard those
1: rumours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you he, knock it in the head.
2: Yeah, I'm a big wine at home in front of a good film, on the telly kind of gal.
1: Yeah, but you're not two bottles a night.
2: No. So no. You're,
1: you're, you're probably beating yourself up, you yeah. know, wrongly. It's
2: that, do you know what? It's that social media pressure, isn't it? I think Well.
1: It is, but I think um you know with the booze I've started on ADHD meds, so I can't really boo, Well, I could, but you don't feel so good. Um, and then I gave up in twenty twenty three. I did over two hundred days, and then I sort of get back into it. But the lifesaver's been the alcohol free and the low alcohol stuff, you know. and yeah. I I because I love being in a pub. I absolutely adore it, but. Yeah. I just yeah, the boozing was kinda of getting to me. But the thing they've never sorted yet is wine.
2: Yeah, that's so true.
1: But so true. What's if your they favorite
2: do, on alcohol, Evening drink, evening tipple.
1: Well, I think um I really love uh, Special Effects Brooklyn. hmm Yeah. And I really love um Lucky Saint, obviously. Um mm-hmm. and they've got a new hazy out. It's hazy's not my bag though. Um and what's the, there's one more, Freedom. Hmm,
2: don't know that one.
1: It's excellent. I mean, if you go abroad, it's like everywhere. Um And, be, and, and it was interesting, I was listening to a podcast with Lee Mack, and he, and, and Adam Buxton, and he was saying, actually, it's, I mean, I don't know if this is right, but he sounded quite convincing, that, you know, when you're dying for a drink, in inverted commas, that actually, when you have a drink, Um, the alcohol doesn't hit your system for like half an hour, like the real effects of alcohol. So actually it's a taste profile and a hardwired core memory to that. So, you know, you're you're a workie or whatever and you're like, oh man, I want my cider or, you know, Friday afternoon. Actually, it's not that at all. So if people can, you know, make the taste profile construct, you're not really missing anything. Um, And then Guinness, zero. Uh, is decent but if you i usually stick a wee bit of black currant in it which is almost a cocktail um but it just hides that we missing a couple of percent um so yeah yeah so no it's good it's good and then what about life and family and work and what, what are you hoping and all that stuff
2: yeah i mean um i'm probably coming out of like quite a intense period of parenting i've got a mm. one and a half year old and a three and a half year old hmm so I'm feeling like I'm just finding my flow in terms of that work-life balance. Um, working from home is fantastic. Yeah. I do love that. Um, last year I began to do a lot more in-person training sessions again, which was yeah. so nice. Yeah. I actually was lucky enough to travel quite a bit um for work, for teaching. Mm-hmm. I do Oh, love-
1: I where did you go? Because I saw your Instagram. I was like, buddy, where's she you now? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Switzerland, Aye, Switzerland and I was in Brussels. Oof. I did a bit of time in Dublin, mm. and then um, I also went over to Paris. Yeah, my
1: favorite, my favorite, my favorite. I love so, it.
2: It was good, and you know, this year it's looking like maybe a couple of trips. Perhaps Copenhagen might be going to America. So it would be great to do more travel, um, mm. and I just, I just love being in the room with people that you're teaching social media too i love those aha moments when people Uh are like oh i get it Uh you just don't really get that as much on zoom particularly if you're teaching a larger class maybe people keep their cameras off yeah it's it's very tricky you know i was delivering a webinar the other day to 600 people and you just don't get that personal touch and it, it it makes me sad So as much as I do offer, you know, online workshops and consultancy, I just love being with people in the room as well.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, like, you know, not blowing smoke, but I'm going to blow smoke. Like, I I love presenting with you and I love being in the room when you're presenting. Like, I just, I feel calm and I feel like you're confident you've got this. I think you're, like, I think you're so articulate. You know, like I get rambled thoughts and kind of go in a rant and whatever, but it's just steady, steady, steady. And like you've got the whole room; like the whole room is just sitting. There. And I think, obviously, I've seen you on both, but I, I think you're absolutely your best in person. You know, I, I, I think that's your your manner, and you never seem to spaz or like get weird or you know. I'm a, you know, I'm yeah, like an absolute mess. I'm an absolute uh-huh. mess before I'm presenting, oh, and like you know, it was, you know, it's just like super calm. And actually, you're usually calming me down.
2: Well, it is. It's it's good fun when we get together, isn't yeah. it? And I'm really pleased that we're doing it again this year. Yeah. And I yeah. I I suppose I do have that sense of calm, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not breaking it.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> so um. So shall I pencil in Copenhagen now, or what? What's, uh, what's yeah. <laughs> do you need a bag? A bag carrier.
2: <laughs> <laughs> always, okay, always. Yeah,
1: yeah. I <laughs> oh, we had some fun, but it was Zurich and all that, wasn't it? Zurich, yeah, I was aye, thinking aye, aye. That. yeah, yeah.
2: We've had some travels, yeah, we yeah, yeah. More of that, I think, yeah. Well, um, that
1: would that would be great, and also, you get a wee break from Rich and the kids as well. That'd be good. It's
2: nice, it's nice to come home though, obviously. Leave them but...
1: to it, leave them yeah, to think... it. Well, what I was thinking about there, just the last thing on a on, uh, Sort of New Year's resolutions and all that. Um and then we'll get into your predictions for the new year for 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 social and business. But I always think of that radio head thing, you know, the are the happier, more productive, comfortable, not drinking too much, not looking at anyone in particular. Um, regular exercise at the gym, three days a week in brackets. Um, at ease, eating well, a patient better driver. A safer car, baby smiling in the back seat, sleeping well, no bad dreams, no paranoia. Care to all animals, and it goes on. I always, I always post that, and you, you always think about it. I think it's oh, like so, so measured. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That
2: is and it's just everything in moderation, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I could be teetotal, t- but mm-hmm. I definitely think you know having that level of this is where I want to get to, and really just enjoying a drink in the moment. And,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it's all about. And the Buddhists were right, I guess the Buddhists were right. middle, the middle path, the middle way yeah, and all exactly. that stuff. Um, so, cool, right, so we're going to go into stuff, so we've got a, a ton of questions, but usually what happens is I say, Alison, what about 2024, and then I go for a coffee and you just do your thing. And so,
2: you just <laughs> away with the microphone.
1: Yeah, I just kind of like, gen- gently snoozing in the background with your voice. So, basically, um, 2024 then, so we always do this every year, and thank you for doing it again, like, I, I, God knows how many we've done, like, seven or something now, maybe, I don't know. A lot. Um, yeah i wonder Um, how many
2: predictions i've actually got
1: right (laughs) oh we don't we don't check that (laughs) just sound confident at the start of the year everyone will forget and then we do it all again that's basically how my career has went as well so don't worry um so just in terms of social then you know what are you seeing what are the big things that you are going out there and talking about and, and are on your mind because i guess you'll have a view and it's something that i guess you'll be preaching for the next wee while um and, and also, a, a follow-up question would be, what was, kind of got your goat, really, in, in 23 and, and and all that? So, yeah, what's, what's the big headlines? Um, because no pressure. This has to be right and has to make everyone a million quid. That's basically oh, yeah. why they're listening.
2: Well, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about the sh- first trend that I want to mm. talk about, which is the rise of LinkedIn.
3: It's mm. something
2: that's been bubbling away since pre-COVID. Yep. And Mark, you've always been fab on LinkedIn. So. Favourite.
1: My favorite, you favorite
2: please like got yourself ahead of the curve there which is great but we are just seeing this huge shift in perception about linkedin i've seen yeah. a few articles recently saying linkedin is actually cool now mm. which for years it was known as the professional social networking site it was almost like an online cv platform when it first
3: yeah. launched yeah
2: and now it's become this hub of not only kind of professional updates and who's doing what and networking and chatting around discussing trends and, but also much more lifestyle content. I get a lot of like advice, life tips, people who've overcome challenges, Mm -hmm. you know, interesting tidbits from the media. It's just this hubbub of content. And I think with the things like the demise, let's say the demise of X, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: the issues that they're facing, and also, you know, people are bored of other platforms, like, although they still have the highest amount of users, Facebook. But let's be yeah. honest, Facebook haven't done anything fresh or new for a while now. No. And it feels very tired. Mm. LinkedIn seems to be where it's at. Yeah. And the stats are backing that up. They've just hit a billion users worldwide. Is that?
1: Oof. Okay. Jeez.
2: They've seen a 50% increase in engagement year on year since COVID. So crazy amounts of engagement happening on the platform. And they're also launching new features all the time. Yeah. So some of the newest features which are doing really well on the on the platform at the moment are newsletters. So I don't know whether you've seen more and more people
1: yeah. newsletters mm. or
2: subscribing yeah. to them at least.
1: And 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 like it's remiss of me because as you see, like I'm I'm pretty present on it and I and I really adore it. And I need to take my own advice and take your advice and, and and look at that because I think that's a really successful way. And I should be doing it for the podcast, I should be doing it for business, okay. I should be doing, you well, just, know. Yeah, so.
2: just your kind of Mark's weekly roundup. I yeah,
1: exactly yeah.
2: subscribe to that. Like you
1: <laughs> you're together. the only one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but Just having your kind of take on oh, here's an interesting article I read. Yeah here's my latest podcast, here's another podcast I listened to that was great, Mm. and here's a quote that I liked. Mm -hmm. Like that little kind of um, snippets of just your insight, your brain is Mm -hmm. so valuable to people. And actually just having that on a weekly basis or a monthly basis would be a fantastic way just to get people thinking about you regularly and making sure that they're seeing your content. And you can produce a newsletter from a personal account or a business account. Right you can do it as a company page Mm -hmm. or you can do it as a creator profile
1: what's your view on that then because i have always felt that it's a personal place like companies don't seem to do that well on it and they don't have engagement or follow it really feels like people are following people which i think is really interesting
2: yeah i think it, it obviously comes down to the industry which you're in i do know of a number of successful company pages that have launched successful newsletters mm-hmm. that are certainly being used as more of a roundup of what's been happening mm-hmm. maybe even you know here's a couple of jobs that we've also got mm-hmm. currently as well one of my clients launched a newsletter about two months ago they've done one uh update and they've got nine thousand subscribers oof yeah so it's just, it's these new features. Sometimes people are like, oh, that's interesting. I'll
1: right, subscribe. So I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I definitely think newsletters will see more of them. I think people will yeah. be using them for creative ways. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you that generally the content on LinkedIn is more meaningful and more interesting if it's from mm-hmm. somebody. But that being said, I, I definitely think there's a space for your brand or your company page to have a presence on newsletters. And the other one, which is quite new, is collaborative articles. So again, I don't know if you've spotted this one in in the feed, Mark, but LinkedIn's AI, which is obviously powered by Microsoft, who own LinkedIn, so it's like the best AI ever, they are putting together articles around topics, which LinkedIn comes up with the topic, Mm -hmm. And then it automatically invites industry professionals... I've
1: been asked to do this. To collaborate. Right, 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 right.
2: So you can put forward, you know, a couple of paragraphs of your own personal thought, Uh and that will be meshed into the article, which will then have such a huge reach because all of the networks of all of the contributors will be notified about that article. Also... Uh The more you contribute to these articles, you then get an incentive, which is a little badge on your profile that will say something like top contributor to social media or top contributor to brand. And it looks quite cool on your profile. So it's that, you know, that incentive to actually showcase a bit of your expertise.
1: Mm. I I do. The only thing I don't love about LinkedIn is, I don't really want to get into a debate with anyone, (laughs) you know? Like, you know, someone just trying to be like one-upmanship or there's a right few trolls out there as well and, you know, and all that. So I always, so I think when it came through, I was like, I'm just going to have loads of people disagreeing with me and I just don't really need the ag. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that.
2: I think there are some out there, like there are some out there that are more like, um, how would you overcome a challenging situation where you are, I don't know, restricted on budget?
1: Oh, yeah. It's yeah, such yeah, an yeah,
2: open yeah. question. Oh, it's so
1: bad. Yeah, yeah.
2: It kind of oh, oh, you know, I've just contributed to like what are your biggest social media um predictions for, for the mm-hmm. year ahead? And that's quite open because everybody can then have their own needs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That no, so makes I- sense.
2: It's the biggest driver of traffic to the LinkedIn website at the moment, these collaborative articles. Oof. So they are attracting a lot of people to come and engage with them and, and be involved in them and read them. Yeah. I think as the AI develops, um, we'll just see them get better and better.
1: Yeah. That's so cool. That's two killer tips already. So well, three. So LinkedIn, get on it and get your game on. I mean, I you know, I think back to Viv that we used to work with, you know. And Viv was said to me, "It's just uh, Facebook with a suit on." Yeah. So that that's the way that I treat it, and and I've had I don't mean thousands of comments, but I've had a lot of comments where people go, are oh, you really good at LinkedIn, or you, um, you know, I can't believe that you post that kind of thing." Like, I don't feel, I'm just like, if there's even a tenuous business link to it, yeah,
3: then
1: why wouldn't you do that?
2: Yeah, I mean. Not? I've been doing a lot more um, training organizations, training Mm. the individuals, like the sales team, the marketing team, on how to use their own profiles, as Mm. you're rightly saying. And some of the inspiration I give people about what to post about, Mm. it's not like, what did you do at work today? Or what events did you go to? But it's what book have you read recently Mm. that's inspired you? What television program made you think? what you know these are things that absolutely could make a useful post what food have you eaten recently that has made you you know feel really inspired or excited
3: yeah
2: um what conversations are you having with your partner about the world right now you know these are absolutely valid conversations you could be having over on LinkedIn
3: yeah
2: and the benefits of that is again, it's that awareness. It's getting more people aware of who you are, what you stand for, what your brand or business is about, mm-hmm. and then, you know, spreading in that way where yeah. it's much more meaningful to people rather than a sales message or a product yeah. message which just don't work anymore,
1: no, to be honest. No, and we'll definitely come on to that. I think just linked, LinkedIn, then if we're rounding that bit up, I think the, the things that I always think about it is I love smashing popular culture with LinkedIn be- posts because it's quite a boring place mm-hmm. and something I've found that if you can link something to an article about Nike shoes or your favorite band or in-, in the great thing about food, because if someone worked for Barclays and they posted what food they'd eaten lately, they could start getting, you know, listen Facebook mate and you know, you got all those kind of comments the great thing about us, and I'm including you in this, is that we work in hospitality, right? So we've absolutely got license to do that. So, music. I used to work in music, so again, I don't feel bad, you know, posting about that. And then even lately, like my favorite band in the world, uh, Trish Cansanatras, they got top ten of the re-release of the 1990 album Cake, and they're like above Taylor Swift and all that. And I was like, I'm going to post about this, and I was, you know, I could have got flack for it, but what I was talking about was. Hard work, persistence, you know, you know, it takes time, you know, having a good product will get recognised even 30 years later. Um, so, you know, it's not in fact 33 years later, um, so 34 now. Um, so, you know, from that point of view, I just think I've written fair game. And I, I think also it's just a great place to celebrate people, you know, people you've worked with, people you love, people that are unsung, Um and also just helping out a brother or a sister, you know, in, in, in terms of someone's looking for someone to join their company, someone's looking for a job, someone's son or daughter's looking for this. Like, I, I just you know, it's it, and I started out, not being negative because I'm never really negative, but I, I maybe said a few more controversial things than I should have. Mm-hmm. And the, the message I got back was, this doesn't sound like you, why are you doing this? Um, And I was like, yeah, actually, I'm just going to keep it positive all the time. And if you do that, then you don't really get much aggro, really.
2: I think that's just, that's a really good rule for all social posts, I think, yeah. across all platforms, you know. That's yeah. a good way of just remembering.
1: You're a just, good citizen.
2: Yeah, and just, yeah, exactly, pay it forward.
1: Yeah,
2: I For one, like from the people in hospitality that I follow on LinkedIn, I love seeing when like – there's a new restaurant, like a new look,
3: yeah.
2: yeah. a new menu that's launched. But it's, I love to know the work that's gone into it. It's not just mm. like we've got a new menu, but yeah, it's,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. oh, this is everything that we've put together. These are the chefs. This is the trip we went on to get the inspiration. This is the hundreds of countless yeah. trials that we put into this recipe, or yeah. you
3: know,
2: this is the relaunched new location, and this yeah. is everything that it looked like be- before and now after. Yeah, so yeah much more of the storytelling side of hospitality.
1: Yeah. It, this is how much I cried. This is how many hours I cried for during the process of doing Yeah, exactly.
2: Interview. This um, is how yeah.
1: like, <laughs> This is me when I realised there was a spelling mistake after printing 250,000. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <All
2: that. laughs> I love following your post, Stephanie, because I just love your insight and just your kind of daily musings. I love Alex Riley
1: of... Yeah, Alex, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll brilliant
2: so much positivity obviously his brand is doing amazingly yeah yeah like every week it's like we've launched another restaurant we've is, launched restaurant. and they all it, look what, a week. yeah it's yeah. incredible and it's just great to hear like how well that brand is doing i love following the team at airship and toggle yeah i think sam and lucy from the sales team is they're both great it's
1: a masterclass.
2: yeah and then um yeah, there's tons of other people I follow, yeah. uh, the likes of Fullers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could just think of loads of examples. But the area where I don't think hospitality have really nailed yet on LinkedIn is paid, and I'm no. su- I'm super interested in whether that would, you know, be a great option for a business. Of course it
1: would. Of course it would. And you know, hospitality is just so behind in so many ways. And I think um, there's no disrespect, you know, it's just like, you know, budgets, talent, knowledge, you know, all these things. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, f- it's such a great point and it's something, you know, that I don't even, you know, talk about to my, my, my clients. But of course, you would want corporate bookings and parties mm-hmm. and meetings and, you know, all these things. So um, yeah, that's a great one. That, and I, And I think, I think people just draw a line, don't they? And and it, and it is a bit like, well, I, I the basically this will be the way it is. I've written off Facebook, yeah. most people. Um but even though be.
2: Facebook delivers the cheapest cost per click for yep.
1: ads. Yeah, but you know, it's it's a lot about I me, you know, I don't yeah, use it I therefore. don't use it
2: anymore. I think it's yep. uncool. But yep. actually the annoying thing is people not annoying, but people yep, are very annoying. much using it and looking at it. Yeah. Which means they can still be advertised. Yeah. yeah. Even if they're uh, not updating their profile. Yeah. They're still on it.
1: Yeah. And but... then I don't, you know, so the, the net result is going to be really they're either going to be an Instagrammer or a TikToker. And that's going to be pretty much it. And they'll and they'll feel comfortable and safe there. And all. and then what the bosses will do is they'll go, Well, it's all kids on TikTok, so you're not doing anything with like that. And then so they end up on Instagram and then that's it. So it's um you know, it's it's just about comfort and knowledge. But mm. I think uh, I mean, especially for B2B, obviously. But, I mean, I think B2C, you you'd want to fill your private dining room, don't you?
2: I think the expectation is LinkedIn advertising is really expensive and it's mm. actually not that bad at all. Yeah, yeah. The, the key things to get that cost down are to upload your own data. Mm-hmm. So if you have an email list or if you have um, a list of target companies that you want to target people that work for XYZ,
3: mm-hmm.
2: then you can upload a spreadsheet of that data to LinkedIn and it's called a matched audience. So basically LinkedIn will then scour that list and look for matches and that activity can bring down that cost per click from, you know, averages six pounds cost per click, which is fairly expensive. You can see that coming right down to like one pound 50, even less than that. If you have a really good data set. Yeah. So if you've got a great massive email list, and obviously that is GDPR compliance. So people have said, yeah, it's fine for you to target me with online advertising. Then you can upload that to LinkedIn and, and find some matches that way. So that would be my big tip for LinkedIn. Brilliant. I've been doing loads more LinkedIn advertising over the last year. Yeah. Um, I've really feel like I've learned a lot in terms of actually how different it is to matter. Mm and you know what's what the capabilities are what what their advice is for like great campaigns mm-hmm. and um i think it's just a massive opportunity as mm-hmm. as their users build and engagement builds and people are spending more time on the platform i think we are going to see more um a, more ads that surprise us more creativity on linkedin
1: well i she- think i think there is now that you've mentioned that You know, I I think you'll have inspired half the audience to go and do it. Right? I I think that's brilliant. Love it. Love it. And I think um but the thing I really like about LinkedIn, I love to see who's snooping at me. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah.
2: And you're premium, right? So you can see the full Obviously.
1: I mean like if there's a subscription to be bought, I'm buying it. (laughs) I'm like I'm the worst. Like I'm the most anti Scottish person and I'll spend any money on anything. It's like, yeah, absolutely, no problem. Yeah, yeah, raining dollars. Um uh honestly it's why I've got no money. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Creative agency for the hospitality sector, Save By Robots create compelling brands and memorable experiences through great design and engaging storytelling. From Scottish Restaurant of the Year Sugar Boat to Tipjar, the digital tipping platform that's taken over the world, Save By Robots excel at bringing ideas to life. As well as developing new concepts and refreshing existing brands, the robots provide outsourced graphic design to help multi site operators grow with confidence. Check out their work and get in touch at savedbyrobots.com.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Lucy, Head of Sales at Airship and Toggle. Hopefully you've heard of us before, but in case you're not sure what we do, let me bring you up to speed. Airship is a leading hospitality marketing CRM, supporting operators by building a better understanding of their customers' visiting habits to help them target, personalise and automate their marketing and deliver a return on investment. And Toggle, which is our gift card platform and generated a whopping £48 million for the sector in 2023 through the sale of prepaid gift cards, experiences, tickets, merchandise and so much more. I'm here to tell you a little secret though. Airship CRM have a huge update coming, which is going to change hospitality marketing in 2024, making it faster and stronger than ever before. If you want to learn a little bit more before we launch, just get in touch with me on lucy at airship.co.uk or you can visit our website to learn more about what we do for hospitality at airship.co.uk.
2: Wow, seeing as you're a pro user of uh, LinkedIn and you're subscribing to premium, you'll get access to some of the new AI features that will start to suggest articles and posts for you so you, it'll be interesting to see if they're any good but in your um in your app on your phone it, it will start saying like why didn't you post about this or have you thought of talking oh. about this so keep an eye out for that let me know if it's any good
1: stop uh, posting about obscure yeah. uh, scottish bands <laughs> please yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, that's anyway. cool great well that's a, i mean even if the podcast ended there that's amazing information um, do you know what we should do as well? Actually, or I should do put this into AI and get it to summarize it all, and then we can post it.
2: Definitely, yeah. We will that's do that.
1: We will do that. Yeah. Right. What's next, lady?
2: So, have you? I know you're a big Twitter fan and mm. have been for a long time, but are yeah. you on Red, Mark?
1: No. No, well, yeah. I am. No, I am. In fact, <laughs> I was. I was early. I was like one million something. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Early.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was super early. Um, it, it happened. I was up at twelve four at midnight or whatever. And uh, I think I would, I just put it off. And then if I'd done it at the time when I saw it, I'd have been like first two hundred thousand. So, That'd have been crazy. But oh. I just. It's just been one more thing I didn't need in my life. I didn't see the advantage. I get it, I understand what it is. And blah, blah, blah. well, maybe I don't, depending on what you're going to say. But I saw you, I was going to say, I saw you banging on about it. I didn't see you banging on about it. I saw you talking about it the other day and I was like, that's interesting. So, yeah, what's what's going on?
2: Okay. So, it obviously launched in July, as you said, mm. so for a huge spike in users, 150 million downloads in a week. I think it was the most downloaded app of all time in the shortest amount of space, uh, shortest amount of time.
3: Mm.
2: And then nothing really happened, right? Like everybody was really excited about it for a few days and then that petered out and it sort of disappeared a bit and they were slow to bring out features. And yeah, it was a bit clunky. Basically, they launched it way too early. They weren't ready, but they'd seen an opportunity with X saying that they might have to start charging everybody to use x yeah. and they decided let's launch now yeah so since july we've seen an increase in users kind of coming back to threads and giving it a bit of a bit of another go so there has been a bit more of a spike in downloads once again kind of end of 2023
3: mm-hmm. and
2: the rumors are that threads is about to launch in the eu now, we here in the UK can get it because we are no longer in the EU, oh. but all of the EU region can't currently download threads and use it because it doesn't comply with EU data privacy laws. Right. Because it connects your Instagram profile and it takes all of your data from Instagram and basically sets that up for you on threads. mm mm-hmm. So you know how when you set up a Threads profile, you do it via Instagram. So you yeah. just basically follow everyone that you follow on Instagram. That particular function isn't compliant with data privacy laws in the EU because it's basically taking what data from one social platform and giving it to another. It. And so what, what Meta is trying to do is create an option where in the EU you can just set up a Threads from scratch. Mm-hmm. It's thought that as soon as the EU has it, there will be another huge spike in activity because there are people in you know, France, Germany who are desperate to get on threads and are really oh. excited by it and want to check it out. So Meta are putting all of their efforts into making sure that once they've launched in the EU, this is going to be it. This is going to kind of take off. And yeah. I think that they'll have a few cool new features up their sleeves as well. You know, I don't doubt that Zuckerberg's had his team working around the clock to come up with something really unique. The features that are most requested are launching on Thread. So you Mm -hmm. can search, you can um, update your bio, you can upload video. Hashtags are coming, but they're going to be quite different. There'll be one hashtag per post. And it oh. won't have the hashtag symbol before it. It will just be a hyperlinked word, which I think looks cleaner. Yeah. I quite like that. I'm here for that.
1: Yeah. And, and it's quite nice when you see it in the lozenge, you know, you know that kind of idea, you know, it always looks quite nice. Yeah, I think,
2: as well. agree, agree. So that's being tested in Australia at the moment. Yeah. But it's really interesting to see engagement is... Increasing on threads. You know, I'm definitely every time I log in seeing like a ton of new people have started following me and I haven't really done a huge amount there. So, as a minimum, I would make sure that your brand has a presence there. And I think a lot of brands are just starting to get to know the platform, seeing what works, seeing what content people like. I was asked the other day whether I thought you could just get away with using the same content that you post elsewhere. Mm. I don't think so. I think you do have to try and think a little outside the box because Mm. the whole reason why Threads works is because it's something new, it's fresh, it's just conversation. Yeah. So the brands that I've seen that are doing a great job include Channel 4, who are just Mm. smashing it. They are posting hilarious updates. It's this kind of theme that I've seen used across different social media brands over the last year, which is known in the industry as social media manager unhinged. So the social media manager has gone a little bit nuts. Think Duolingo, think Ryanair. And they're posting quite odd, risky, funny content. And Channel 4 are nailing that on threads right now. Um, Other brands include um, obviously Gary Vee, Doing some great stuff over on Threads. I think Fortnum and Mason. So if you follow Fortnums, they're posting some really lovely content, which is just gifts of their products, of recipes, just really lovely. And they're getting a decent amount of likes on those posts as well.
3: Well, um,
1: I mean, like, I guess the thing is, like, why why would there be an exception to the rule that you'd be able to get away with posting? other content on there you know it just yeah. seems a bit crazy but exactly. but why do you think people are coming back to it though
2: i think a lot of people i mean this is just anecdotally a lot yeah. of people have given up with x and are using threads right. in the way that they may be used to use threads right. conversation banter yeah. captions kind of commenting on things that are happening
1: casual Not- racism
2: yeah
1: <laughs> that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to say though, if, if it wasn't for Brexit, we wouldn't have threads. That's true.
2: So, That's true.
1: Is, is that the is that going to be now the one reason? Why? <laughs> let's let's We're mark not that sure down. So people are going
2: to be happy about it or not? I mean, I was column. I yeah. was discussing threads um recently with a group of Americans and sort of predicting that I think threads could potentially take X's place. And they were a couple of them were literally like, Are you kidding me? Like they weren't happy about it. So it's Yeah. Where
1: will I get my fundamentalism now? I, <laughs> I
2: mean, I think X has certainly divided people. I know a bunch of people, and myself included, who are just very over it. I think it's very clunky. I don't think it's a safe platform to be on. No. Uh, I don't like any of the content I'm shown in the algorithm. Mm. It's, you know, dangerous, controversial, et cetera. And then there are a ton of people I know who are like, I'm still here for it. I still mm. love X. You know, I'm still updating to it. I still see good engagement. My community's still there. Mm. So it is divisive. What do you yeah. find on it right now?
1: Well, I think there was, there was a long time there that there was a lot of spam. It seems to have got better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get huge amounts of engagement on there. I just kind of do it as part of the. I've got to post four or five things, on four different channels or whatever. Um, I there's about a handful of people and a handful of brands I look forward to seeing. Yeah. Um, and then apart from that, kind of nothing really. Like I'm, but it's more like comedy stuff and all that. You know, I like um sports horn and the and the, the you know. Uh, as if the guy's on LBC phoning in, you know, Colin from Portsmouth or whatever. So uh, the guy that is Colin, I used to sit next to him at, at, at lastminute.com, actually. And he was, like, always going to be a comedy actor. And we were all like, yeah, right, okay. And now he's like, yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> he's in a he's in a Haribo ad as well, I think. Um, so anyway, yeah, so I think that it's kind of, I feel like I do it just because I've always done it. Like, the, I, you know, I'm not seeing an advantage or... Yeah, I think I, I think it's just this habit and this is why my thumbs are screwed, is I just I'm in that kinda think that you know, I go Twitter, da, 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 you know, and I go round yeah. in this little kind of circle and you know, yeah. and then that's why I don't sleep for two hours at night or whatever. Um, just constantly going round. But um but yeah, I mean if if, if I could warm two threads, I would I'd happily be there. I tell you what though, I would say Instagram uh, messaging has got super spammy. Super spammy,
3: yeah, yeah, and it's
1: like horrendous yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. And it's like, um, it's beyond. So some of it's kind of sexual stuff, some of it's crypto yeah. stuff, some of it's, and then you can't seem to leave really. You press leave, and it just doesn't really matter.
2: It's a yeah. huge too. It really is. That's and horrendous. So many people are battling with it right now. They have just brought out a new, um, feature, I suppose, yeah. to combat it where. I think it's rolling out which is why mm. you're probably still seeing it but a spam user has to request to follow you
3: before
2: right. they can send you a message. Oh, so okay. if, if the platform has marked them as potentially being spam then they would have to request to send you a message first. Yep. So then have to accept them and then they can spam you. Yep. But that's rolling out and I up realized that it's a huge issue. Mm. And actually a lot of, I'd say this year more so than ever over the last 12 months, I've witnessed so many businesses being hacked on Facebook and Instagram. Uh So my big advice for 2024 is if you haven't updated your passwords for a long time, please do it as soon as you can and obviously make note of (laughs) what the new passwords are. And also make sure that the wider team is aware. Yeah.
3: Um.
2: You know, you could create a secure spreadsheet that everyone has access to or something like that. So you just have to make sure that you're on top of this. And the other thing that I witness all the time, sorry to go on a little rant. No, no, no. Don't. Is people not having correct access or like messed up access on their meta business manager. Oof. And it's just a nightmare. And well, so-
1: It's a nightmare for you because it's you that I email.
2: Well, (laughs) I have had maybe in 2023 well over 10 situations that I was talking to Facebook about across different brands and well known brands as well in the UK who have issues from people who've left, who had access to things, who haven't passed that on or they can't get access to certain pages or assets to then transfer them to new business managers. And it is a total mess. So if there is a way for you to get on top of that, I would always try and recommend speaking to matter through their help pages. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there are, there are ways that you can kind of um, push them to give you that help. Um, And of course, if, if anyone's really struggling, then do reach out. Mm. Um, but just getting on top of it, getting everything in order,
3: mm-hmm. is
2: really important.
1: And just what um, about threads as well? Sorry, just in terms of yeah. audi- audience. Is it is it a different demographic and stuff that's on it's there? It's
2: very hard to know at the moment because they, they haven't released oh. any insight. Insights are just rolling out in terms of you can begin to see how many people are seeing each of your mm-hmm. posts now, which is really interesting when you compare that over to X. So I follow a brilliant social media industry commentator called Matt Navarra. And I can obviously share this with you for your notes. But Matt Navarra this year quit X and he's been such a big fan of Twitter for for many years. Mm He worked with them, consulted with them. He was very close to them. And he's completely moved over to threads now, which is something that I've seen a few people do. And he's been like beginning to share how many uh, views some of his threads are getting, which is really interesting. And we're talking thousands and thousands yeah. of views compared to like hundreds he was getting on X. So there are big opportunities over on threads, but as with all social platforms that, you know,
3: launch, mm-hmm.
2: have a go at it on a personal level, mm-hmm. you know, just throw a few things out there, see what works, see what sticks, see what others are posting, just have some fun, maybe commit yeah. to spending like a month just exploring yeah. the app and then decide whether you think it's, you know, worthwhile for your business to be there. And you can, of course, use some photos and videos that you've used elsewhere, but just, um, you know, po- pose them in a different way, use a yeah. different question or yeah. start a bit of a discussion. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm for one, I'm super excited about Threads, and I don't think it will be one of these social networks that just comes and goes, mm. I, because I just think Meta have too much riding on making it a success right now.
1: Yeah, well, is it not like Rita Ora or something like, in that? you know it's got like such a big record company behind it that no matter what they're going to push them (laughs) you know it's like you're going to end up like okay she's the biggest celebrity in the world it's it's a bit like you know it's about record company scenario where it's like look we've got an artist here that we just have to make it work and then that's how they they just flood you with it so yeah i'm I'm sure it'll succeed with that you know with those lot behind it for sure um what else is catching your eye there in terms of themes? Because something I did want to talk about was content in general.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's a really nice segue, actually. Okay, well, great. <laughs> one of my one of my other predictions. And mm. I'm kind of I, I'm pretty confident about this mm.
3: one.
2: I think we're gonna see a move away from metrics around engagement being you know, the be all and end all of what we're trying to see here. Engagement being a like, a comment, a share, a save, a video view. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And a lot of social media managers will measure the success of their social media based on their engagement rate. You know, what is the percentage of people who have seen this post who are engaging? Mm -hmm. And working out an average engagement rate per platform is a really good thing to do so you can kind of you know pit Mm -hmm. them against each other and say oh generally we get you know a 10% engagement rate on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. Um, and then you'll know quite easily in your reporting whether you've had a bad month or a good month Um, so those are just kind of standard best practices Mm -hmm. I would be looking to get to with your social media now I personally think next year and it into you know the coming months, we're going to see more of an impact, more of a prominence of retention rate. So rather than that initial engagement, how are you retaining someone? For example, your video watch time,
3: mm-hmm. I think
2: that's going to become more of a focus for people is how long are you managing to keep people on your platform, on your channel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think this is gonna be a big one is twofold. The first is that we're seeing platforms launch longer form video content. Mm -hmm. So platforms like TikTok that started out as a 15 second video tool, Mm -hmm. they've extended it and extended it. In 2023, they launched 15 minute long videos. Mm -hmm. So anyone can post a 15 minute video now to TikTok and 10 minute videos as well so they for one are really trying to take on youtube and are battling it out for this retention Mm -hmm. how long can you keep someone watching your video for and the other reason why i think this is going to happen is because in the last couple of months of 2023 instagram launched retention rates as a metric you can look at for your reels so you get a little graph Showing you how long someone has watched your reel for, and mm. what that point that they dropped off was. So, how long on average are people mm. watching your videos for?
1: Well, and so it, this just when you said that, I was thinking, and actually, it might be something else that I think might be a useful metric on top of that. Is that retention in the way that repeat, like, like. Could Is there a way for you to work out who your most loyal followers are and loyal followers would be defined by someone that, you know, because if me and you always watched Portland and Mason stuff as soon as it comes through,
3: mm.
1: like, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Because surely, like, I know it's not an exact formula, but surely those people would be the most likely to, they're your true fans, uh-huh. right?
2: Oh, well, I thought it's so interesting that you say that because although you can't download a list of the people doing that, you can retarget them with ads. Right. So you can retarget all the people that watched certain videos or like all the videos you've posted in the last year.
1: And I will bet you fewer than 0.0001% of people listening right now and companies that we know and love in hospitality are doing that they don't have all the pathways and the if and or what gates and all that stuff and i mean that's, that's what big that's what big companies do like. Right? big big econ but um oh man wouldn't it be fabulous to be in that kind of uh well-oiled machine that all that was happening you know it would be fabulous yeah.
2: especially like some of the resource that people are putting into their content right mm. i mean i see amazing videos on TikTok and Instagram from great hospitality brands. Mm. And if they were then retargeting all of the people that are watching their videos mm-hmm. with an ad to book, oh, which is not that difficult to well, do. That's,
1: that's, that's fantastic because, you know, you always taught me about the, the Facebook sort of triptych thing, which was awareness, consideration, conversion. So mm-hmm. that's exactly that playing out properly. Yeah, for sure. Oh. I mean,
2: I love watching Bill. Oh, really Content.
1: I love their TikToks. They have nailed it and I'm so pleased. I I did the brand DNA for them uh, a few years ago and then it never really went anywhere. And they kind of changed the logos. All right, all right. I think this keep it colorful Mm -hmm. look and feel that they have, the iconic nature of it. I'm like, hats off. I think they've done a fabulous job. Yeah. Fabulous.
2: Also, the social media team. I, I can gather from TikTok maybe there's two or three of them who yeah. are so willing to give trends a go. They're all kind of on camera, yeah, they are being the models in the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot of reasoning behind that. You know, they, maybe they can't get anyone else to do it. You know, mm. maybe a lot of the a lot of the stuff in the restaurants are a bit shy on being on TikTok, but yeah. they're totally nailing it, and yeah. it looks great.
3: Mm.
2: So that is. That, in a nutshell, I think will lead us to more playful content, content that keeps mm. users watching for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to see more content that is storytelling in a unique way. So, you and I love watching Top Draw, for oh, example. Oh on love, Instagram. love those
1: boys. Yeah, These yeah.
2: kind of like QA, mm-hmm. um, you know, back and forth of unique insight that you just don't get anywhere else mm. is a really sweet spot to be in because it keeps people watching and you mm. know another example that i know you love as well as chicken shop dates like,
3: Yeah,
2: those videos even the short ones that she puts on instagram i'm watching you know the whole video am mm. not swiping on i'm mm. not skipping it even mm. if it's you know, a, a clip from an interview of someone I've never heard of, I'm yeah. here for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And that retention rate is what will be the Holy Grail next, mm. rather than just a, just a quick like or, mm. you know, just watching the first three seconds of a video.
1: I, I, I think that's so interesting, that kind of well time repeat offenders, then hitting them up through CRM. That's really interesting yeah yeah, I love that I love that. and then, well what was interesting was our client lately and we were doing some stuff on YouTube and then interestingly they were testing out different creatives mm. and I figured out in the meeting that actually we had the wrong metrics so you're just talking about metrics and what to measure and all that and their one of their metrics was the well the videos that they did that gave the most sales were not actually watched the longest. And then the ones that were longer watched didn't actually convert.
2: Okay, that's Which I thought
1: was interesting. But yeah. I was like, actually, we're in the best situation that we could be in here because the metric really was sales. So weirdly, the ones that performed worse in terms of view time were more effective mm-hmm. because they were more direct. So, um, you know, I I I think it's you know I I think you know and you talk about it a lot and, and in your briefing sheet you know that you've had for years, you're always kind of saying, well, why are you on here? You know, what is it you're actually hoping to achieve yeah. here? Um, but I sent you a wee video earlier on, and I don't know if you saw it, but um, I saw this great video, this American Rant, or kind of a bit Gary V. esque, and he just said, um, are you have you been on Red Bull's social lately? You know, to the audience? Oh yeah. yeah. What's on there? You know, hand goes up. Entertainment, right? For the last three hundred sixty-five days, every day, you've posted pictures of your food. <laughs> Why are we doing this? And yeah. I was just like, I felt vindicated. I was just like, I've been talking about this yeah, forever. You have. You just
3: like. Have. So yeah. I
1: just, I'm so happy, and you know. Like, I'm just going to, it's like the number one thing I'm going to be talking about. And I think there's two things. I think there's entertainment that wraps up the lateral message of what it is that you're selling. And also, I think there's so much scope for product placement, you know. And, you know, when you're watching, let's say Chicken Shop Day, I know it's, you know, Morley's and whatever. But when you look at, um, there's, there's an Irish bunch of lads usually. Uh, I've got this really funny podcast called Tea Time or something like that. But they've got like Barry's Tea or something like in the back. And it's just over the shoulder. So I think what's going to happen is, A, you are going to have entertaining content that is, you know, subtly hinting to your brand. But also I think there's got to be a huge play on just subtle product placement. Because actually, I don't think people are going to be engaging when your are posting the same way that they're going to really look at a product and all that. So I think it's the subtlety. Because you know how fast we're scrolling now. But mm-hmm. you get it. You still retain what's going on. And although someone's not liked it, engaged it, saved it, they're still seeing that handbag go past all that. And then that's when you're getting into the eight nudge theory that then you know and then that gets back to you which is saying you need to target with different ads down the funnel and you know all that
2: definitely you know so interesting mm. like i absolutely agree with what your points are on entertainment and you know i think 2024 is going to be about even more getting getting people's attention and and retaining that attention Mm. through likes of content such as entertaining content um but yeah i completely agree that having more subtle product placements and references. Yeah, you're drinking your diet coke. I've got
1: my my
2: pippin' nut calendar. I can
1: see your pippin' nut advent calendar, right? (laughs) So it is is that, and it's just this slowly, slowly catchy monkey or Mm -hmm. the old water just dripping away at the stone, Uh, you know? And then if I was sitting eating my naked bar, you know, just during it.
2: But you look at um, all that.
1: You know is what?
2: it is it Amelia who does chicken shop date mm-hmm. who goes to these chicken shop dates incredibly well dressed oh, yeah. you know, in her dior
3: mm.
2: she's now interviewing on the
1: red carpet red
2: carpet mm. at the Dior fashion show. so yeah. it's all it's all gone full circle. and you know she's been picked up by brands that she likes mm-hmm. because of what she's worn on a viral video on YouTube. yeah. And that leads me on to a really nice point I wanted to make mm. about TikTok in mm. particular is just go after your content creators, your influencers, go all in this year because it is all about getting the TikTok community talking about your brand, wearing your brand, using your brand, eating your brand. You know, The more content you can get out there from others, the more powerful you'll be on TikTok. And one of the things that's been working really well for a couple of my clients is TikTok spark ads, which is basically in a nutshell, a boosted post, but it's a post that an influencer has done on their feed. So let's say your restaurant, you invite in a number of influencers to come and, and try out your food over the next month. Let's say five of them create some TikTok videos. Maybe two of them are brilliant and you love them so much you you can boost them you can Mm -hmm. advertise them you have to get the creator's permission they have Mm -hmm. to just switch on a certain feature on on the video but then it gives you the access to be able to essentially boost that post Mm -hmm. so that will go out to a wider audience and it's so powerful because it's an influencer review it's credible it's authentic it's someone else saying how great your food is not just you yeah And that is what the TikTok
1: community want to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's something I I learned so much through Hospitality Rising and and some different projects that, you know, really advertising normally on uh, TikTok, uh, just it's dad at the disco stuff. Um, So, you know, I'm I'm so behind that. But the way I I convinced a client a while ago about it, because we had one video for Hospitality Rising that would curl your hair, and, uh, and we were just like, there's no way we're putting that next to our brand. And I think the, the two best, you know, sort of learnings I had was your brand's kind of out the window.
3: Mm, it's yeah. at
1: the, it, it really, you know, you need to stand back and let someone do what they're going to do with your brand. Oh, okay. you know.
2: And um, then you'll get yeah. those, those gems that come about once in a blue moon, like the yeah. Stanley Cup video. Did you oh,
1: see what happened it? there? No, no, what happened there?
2: Oh, my goodness. So...
1: I, oh, sorry. I did. I did. The Stanley did, Cup did, yeah,
2: fire. Yeah. I mean, how do I even explain it? Someone's car in America just completely burnt. Don't know what happened. But the one thing that survived was this Stanley Cup. Mm. And of course, it's like, you know, a, quite a TikTok product anyway, this Stanley Cup to keep mm. your drinks cool. And um, it survived. The CEO of Stanley Cup picked up on the message and responded to it. The original video has had. 90 million views mm. just on you know some some ladies tiktok yeah, it's not yeah, even yeah. an influencer and the ceo responded and said we want to buy you a new car yeah and it's gone completely viral and I'm well, sure I... our sales are through the roof because i've been trying to get one <laughs> and uh the color i want is sold out
1: well, there was a couple of things. I think they did an ROI calculation. I've seen an article on it, and it was something like crazy. Like, you know, I want to say 30 million media value. I can't remember off the top of my head. But it was something mad. And then I think it was going to cost them 40 grand for the car. Worth it? So I bought them a fleet, you know. I mean. um, but it was funny when you were saying Stanley Cup there because my head went to the NHL, uh, the hockey, because that's what their trophies called, And I was like, I do not see a hockey thing. I know, mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, that yeah. would, if you get something like that happen, amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
2: this, I've got one more trend to share yeah. with you, which I don't want to sound too dramatic, but okay. if you are not using AI as a marketer, in 2024, you will get left behind. Because AI is beginning to dominate the digital world. I'm not just talking chat GPT. I'm talking AI that's built within the social platforms. Mm -hmm. There's going to be so much more of that this year. We're going to see a lot more of these kind of suggested posts, suggested ad optimizations, suggestions for hashtags, suggestions for location tags. You know, it's all... A lot of it is already happening in yeah. the social platforms but there are also a bunch of tools out there like chat gpt mid journey canva has some great ai ca- capabilities of how to edit your videos there's yeah. a fantastic video editing tool called mm. opus which mm. will take a long form video clip like a zoom video or a youtube video And you upload the clip and it slices it into 10 short snippets that you can use on Instagram or TikTok. So it does that automatically. So amazing capabilities. But get on top of the AI that's going to help you be more productive, save you time, because it's just going to get more sophisticated. So just keep using it and be on top of it. And I just can't believe that ChatGPT is only a year old.
1: It's exact it's well, yeah, it's well a year and a month, but and like and I remember being absolutely embarrassed when I one of my clients talked about it and I was I thought he'd got like LGBTQ plus wrong or something. I was just going, <laughs> What? And I'd been on holiday and I took all of December I also. remember I'm,
2: I remember that I was back. thinking about it you last year <laughs> so on what? this talk. And you what? were like you I feel really left behind yeah. I
1: don't know what this is. Yeah. but it's <laughs> it's good. And then I was I was on holiday in Valencia uh in the summer uh, last year and yeah, I met this digital no mother dude that used to work at VCCP, and, and he was telling you know, he was really pushing it to its limits, you know, and he like all the plugins and you know, all that stuff. But yeah. no, it's fantastic. So, listen, I know I need to let you go. So, there's a couple of things. One was, um, we usually do your favorite stuff, so you can tell me what that is later, and I'll and I'll just add it. Um, but you usually start with, I don't go out much, um, and so that doesn't help yeah. me. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, I guess the, 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 final two things where one was just, you know, your if you had to give any like one major bullet point, what would it be? Yeah. And then the second thing would be, um, yeah, just uh, just what you think hospitality is going to do this year as well.
2: I think one major bullet point would be LinkedIn because mm. it's so accessible to everyone. You don't have mm. to have like crazy ads budgets. Mm. Just use it organically. Get everybody in your organization on top of it. You know, who in your In your organization could be the representatives that are using it from a personal level Mm -hmm. as well and Mm -hmm. does everybody's profiles need a bit of a tidy up and a refresh it's your company page lately you know there's so much you can do for free just spending a bit of time optimizing it Mm -hmm. so i definitely get on top of linkedin and i think generally hospitality i think i'd love to see more experimentation with some of the tools we talked about in advertising and with content with influencers just thinking outside the box a bit more. Yeah. Uh rather than like you say, these these plates of food, that's not gonna sell covers in your restaurant, yeah. unfortunately, anymore. You know, things have moved on and the social media landscape evolves. Yeah. So I think us as, as marketers need to move with it.
1: Nice. All right. I'll love you and leave you. Um happy 2024. Have the best year ever and then um, yeah hopefully we'll, we'll we'll catch up soon but i always love seeing you so thank you
2: oh thanks for having me i always love our conversations as well and yeah here's to 2024
1: all right in fact i might tap you up in the summer for a part two maybe
2: yeah definitely <laughs> i'm here for it let's definitely do that one in person
1: okay all right love to the fam and i'll catch oh, you soon you.
2: yeah i'll speak to you soon mark thanks for having me Okay so here's my question and answers. Mark out of 10 questions. Favourite city to eat in I think has to be Nice in the south of France. I've always had an amazing time there. It's proper kind of old school French cuisine. You've also got all the seafood there and yeah just really happy memories of eating outside on the cobbled streets. Um, I've probably been four or five times and yeah, it's the city that I would always go back to in Europe. Um, of course, London is an incredible city for eating too and there's just so many different cuisines you can go for. But when I lived in London, I was a sucker for Vietnamese food, especially all the cafes in Shoreditch, um, all the kind of row of Vietnamese Uh, family, restaurants and yeah they're all just amazing. Favourite hotel and why? My favourite hotel for a while now has been The Pig and I actually got engaged at The Pig in the New Forest which is probably why it has such special memories for me. Um, That was gosh seven years ago now and since then, I've always had a fantastic time visiting the pig either just for a meal or to stay in and most recently, I tried out the one in Suffolk in the South Downs, and I wasn't disappointed I stayed in a wonderful cabin in the garden and yeah, I just love the vibe. I think it's really well done. I you know a lot of people talk about the fact that it's expanded now, whether it's the same, but I do think they still have that same pig magic at their venues. Favourite coffee shop, why and what you would have? So I love an oat milk latte. And so if it's done well, then fantastic. I love Union Coffee. So if those coffee beans are on offer, then generally I am a fan of this coffee shop. Um, But there is one particular coffee shop that I do love to go to, which is in Stockbridge in Hampshire. So not too far from me. It's called Kudos. Kudos. I think they've got a couple of kudos now um, in these parts and they just have a really good vibe, uh, really nice food. They do amazing banana bread that I actually DM them for the recipe in COVID times, made it myself at home. Nice little tip, they put some rum in it. So it just, yeah, gives it a really nice flavor. Favorite bar, why and what would you have to drink there? Um, I love gin. I'm a big fan of trying out different gins and gin cocktails. So the bar that sticks in my memory of having an amazing gin menu is the Hand and Flowers. So the Hand and Flowers Pub in Marlow, which is obviously Tom Kerridge's, uh, they have a lovely cocktail menu of an array of different gins. And if you get to your meal early, you can sit at the bar and enjoy a cocktail before your meal. So that would be my uh, my favourite. I'm, I'm a big fan of a pub, not so much like a classy bar. But yeah, somewhere where you can just kick back and feel quite relaxed is definitely my vibe. And then favourite restaurant, I mean, this one changes all the time. But I think the restaurant that I have consistently had a great meal at and always feel super excited to go to is Dishoom. I recently just went to King's Cross and had an amazing time. I think the service was incredible um and the food is just out of this world. The yogurt in all of the recipes is actually provided by one of my clients called Tim's Dairy who are a brilliant business um, based in bucks and yeah they provide all the yogurt to Dishoom so any kind of dishes with yogurt in you know is going to be amazing. I'm really excited actually this year to try some Dishooms outside of London. I'm planning to go up to Birmingham in February so we'll definitely be checking out the
1: Dishoom there.
2: Thanks again for having me. Lots of love.
1: So there we go. Fabulous tips, as per usual, from Alison Battersby of Avocado Social. I'm just always so excited when we get together because I always learn things that I can reuse as my own. Obviously, crediting her. But she really always makes me think outside the box and just teaches me things that I would never have thought of about social. So thanks so much to Alison for that. And I hope you've got some great ideas there that you can execute immediately in 2024 to really take the fight to your competitors and reach out to your customers to get them back time and time again, loving your brand and spending more. This podcast is sponsored by Vita Mojo, the all-in-one restaurant management platform, helping operators grow ATV reduce tech complexity, and serve guests better. Just visit vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic and get in touch with the team right away. That's Vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off for another podcast, and I'm really looking forward to the next time we're together. Next time, we'll hear from many, many more interesting people with top tips, tricks, and tales that will make your brand boom.